welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 50 is entitled Man-Made Law. This is the third and final podcast in the trilogy on law. The first podcast is entitled Temporal Law. The second podcast is entitled Spiritual Law. The third podcast is entitled Man-Made Law. Let me encourage you to listen to all three. Four of the greatest words in the English language are free will, freedom, agency, and liberty. Because they are sometimes used interchangeably, I shall give them specific definitions. Will is that which is an inherent part of our consciousness, our life force, our intelligence, that which makes us unique, that which distinguishes us from all other forms of life, that which we call self that which has always existed and which always will exist, that which we are, that which drives us to become better. Will is the driving force of our spirit. Our spirit body was created by God to house our self-existing intelligence. Consciousness cannot be created or there is no free will. It has always existed. That explains why God exists and why life exists. In short, there is a part of you that has existed throughout all eternity and will continue to exist throughout all eternity. The self-existence of intelligence is the only reason free will is possible. The will is set free only by obedience to law, for it is only law that gives order to the universe. God organized temporal laws and spiritual laws. God created our immortal spirit body in his image to house our everlasting intelligence. God created our physical body to house our immortal spirit body. He is the father of our spirit. Temporal laws govern our physical body. Spiritual laws govern our spirit body. All laws of God, whether temporal laws or spiritual laws, were designed to give us free will. Free will is protected by God through law. It is sacred. Those who claim that we do not have free will do so because they are misled by the deterministic nature of temporal law. They base all of their conclusions on temporal law and do not account for the immortal spirit. The determinism of temporal law is irrelevant to free will because free will is spiritual, not temporal, immortal, not mortal. Freedom is a product of temporal law. We have freedom because we have choices. Temporal law is governed by conditions, and it is through knowledge of those conditions that we have freedom. The conditions of temporal or mortal laws allows us to use laws similar to the way which God uses laws, as a means of creation. Through temporal law, God has given us some of his power, thus giving us freedom. When Christ said, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. He was speaking of all the laws of God. Truth is law, and law is truth. They cannot be separated. It is the consequences of temporal law that are deterministic. Conditions determine consequences. Where we have control over conditions, we have freedom to use law for our own purposes. Where those conditions are beyond our powers, then we are subject to the deterministic nature of temporal law. The greater our knowledge of temporal law, the greater our freedom. Law is the source of equality. When we say that God created us equal, it means that he created us equal under the law. The source of inequality is in concomitant variation to our obedience to law. All children of God have equal potential. That is God's gift to us. Two things separate us. One, knowledge or truth, or in other words, knowledge of law. Two, obedience to law. We must know the truth in order to obey the truth. We must obey the truth in order to enjoy the consequences of truth. Those who know the truth and obey the truth will always have an advantage over those who don't.
The highest form of intelligence is omniscience. There can be no higher. The greatest quest of man is to search for truth. Truth can be found everywhere. True science establishes the standards for measuring temporal truth. True religion establishes the standards for measuring spiritual truth. If you know the standards, you can find truth in every religion, every culture, and every discipline. Agency is a product of spiritual law. Spiritual law is to agency what temporal law is to freedom. Freedom is essentially amoral. Freedom deals with choices. Through inductive and deductive reasoning, we determine the value of those choices. We may use terms such as good, better, and best, right or wrong, productive or destructive, advantageous or disadvantageous, and so on. Logic is essentially amoral in that it merely determines consequences or cause and effect. For example, we may reason, if I jump off this building, I may break a leg, therefore I won't jump off this building. Many decisions can be determined simply by the logical process. The moral component of choices requires a higher set of laws and a higher set of reasoning. Temporal laws require temporal absolutes. Moral laws require moral absolutes. Spiritual laws alone govern morality. Morality is determined only by the absolute nature of the laws of God. Man cannot create morality. Temporal laws cannot create morality. In other words, because something is possible by manipulating the conditions of temporal law does not mean it is moral. Because man-made laws say that certain behaviors are legal, that does not make those behaviors moral. God gave us free will and agency so that we could determine the difference. To say the obvious, murder is possible only because of temporal law, but that does not make murder moral. Abortion is legal, but that does not make abortion moral. All religions are not alike. In an ideal world, people would obey the only true God. Christians, of course, do not make it a secret that they believe Christ is the only true God, as Paul said. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with longsuffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Ephesians 4, 1-6 through 6. It does my heart good to know that Paul was a good old Southerner, revealed by his accent, in you all. But even Christians are not united on which denomination is the correct denomination. We have a billion Christians worldwide, but hundreds if not thousands of denominations. The world is even more divided, for we have what is called world religions, some boasting billions of worshipers. We also have atheists and agnostics. We have those who worship one God, those who worship many gods, those who worship idols, and those who worship no God. However, all people, whether atheists or theists, have their own set of moral values. Everyone sees himself or herself as moral. Even members of organized crime have a code. And though they may be serial killers, they feel guilty if they violate that code, such as ratting on another murderer. I remember once watching an interview with a serial killer, a hitman for the mob. He said, I have no conscience about those I murdered. They deserved it. In another interview, a confessed killer was grieving over members of his family who had been murdered. He was in prison and tears were in his eyes. 
when reminded that he had also murdered innocent people and that's why he was in prison and that their relatives grieved for them, he replied nonchalantly, Yes, but I didn't know them personally. Meaning, why should he grieve over the death of strangers? There was no evidence in his voice that he even understood the question. The examples above are extreme. However, it demonstrates why man-made laws are necessary. On the one hand, a democratic republic, for example, must protect freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom of religion, and so on. But it must also protect the citizens from being ruled by another's conscience. That is why our Constitution does not allow a state religion. Moral values are often in conflict. Therefore, man-made law must intervene to bring a balance so that society can function together. Some disagreements are just that and will remain so. We each must tolerate another's conscience. Some disagreements, however, are incompatible, and man-made law must determine not what is moral or immoral, but what is legal or illegal. Thus, the arguments over abortion, pornography, prostitution, gambling, public nudity, obscenity, and so on. Paul said, Why should my liberty be judged of another man's conscience? That dilemma lies at the heart of a democratic republic. So let me complete my trilogy. Temporal law gives us freedom. Spiritual law gives us agency. Man-made law gives us liberty. I have defined freedom and agency. What is liberty? The short answer, though inadequate, is that liberty is what man-made law says it is. Therefore, liberty changes from one administration to another. California is banning the sale of fur clothes because of pressure from animal activists. They consider the wearing of fur immoral. Some consider the eating of meat immoral or the use of fossil fuels. Some want to ban flatulent cows because they claim that the gases emitted by cows increase global warming. They use the same argument against cars that use fossil fuels. Therefore, along with cows, they want to ban all gas-powered vehicles. You can see how quickly, through the enforcement of man-made laws, the distinction of separation of church and state becomes very blurred. Those in power impose their moral values on the people, and it becomes reflected in the laws of the land. Today's battleground in America is between two religions, the religion upon which our forefathers founded this nation and the religion promoted by the left. Views of abortion, for example, symbolize the conflict. Christians define religion simply as a belief in Jesus Christ. Through the corruption of the Constitution, the left has claimed that there should be a separation of church and state. Nowhere in the Constitution does it say church and state should be separated. The Constitution says that we should have no state religion. There is a vast difference. The state is made up of people with many different religious beliefs. It is impossible to separate religion from government, but it is possible to forbid any religion from becoming a state religion. However, the claim of separation of church and state is merely a ruse by atheists and by the left to ban the dominant religion, Christianity, from government and government property. To the liberal left, Christianity is religion, and religion is Christianity. They conveniently ignore all other religions because they pose no threat to their designs of overthrowing American democracy. Therefore, they justify banning Christianity from government because it allows the left to install their own moral values as the state religion, thus turning us into a theocracy, without having to call it a theocracy. It is a semantic argument. Religion is any group of people united by the same moral values determined by the God they worship whether that God is natural or supernatural, whether it is Jehovah or Earth. They're idol worshippers. In the same way that some worship the sun or moon, they worship the environment. 
They punish those who commit the sin of global warming, such as those who use fossil fuels, wear fur, eat meat, raise cows, cut down forests, etc. America is quickly becoming a theocracy ruled by the moral values of the left. That is why Christianity has to go. It is in the way. In some cities in California, the commandment, Thou shalt not steal, has been rewritten to say, Thou shalt not steal more than a thousand dollars. Stealing less than a thousand dollars becomes a misdemeanor. It is made into law. The left ensures that those who steal less than a thousand dollars escape punishment by defunding the police, making it impossible for the police force to bother with petty criminals. Some thieves take calculators to the stores they loot and rob. Only the laws of God are absolute. In a corrupt society, man-made laws are corrupted to accommodate the crimes that fit the agenda of those in power. We also see special consideration given to members of their group. This was illustrated by the venomous prosecution of those who connected to the conservative party who stormed the Capitol, and the total disregard for other mobs across the United States who riot, loot, intimidate, beat up dissenters, burn buildings, and even murder and take over city blocks and occupy buildings. Their behavior, regardless of the violence, is reported as peaceful demonstrations by the left-leaning press. And the violence goes unreported, unprosecuted, and often applauded even by members of Congress. Unless we change our course and return to the vision of our forefathers and the intent of the Constitution and Bill of Rights, our country as we know it will collapse. That is the object of the left. Only the collapse of our democratic republic can they build a new America according to their vision, which includes socialism and the sacrifice of fossil fuels and all other American luxuries to the beast of global warming. Man-made laws very quickly begin to reflect the moral values of the majority of the people. The purpose of our democratic republic was to prevent a state religion. The left gets around that by narrowly defining religion as a belief in Christ. Meanwhile, they are changing our law so that our liberty is judged by their conscience. The moral values of the left are quickly becoming the state religion. For those of you who think that making theft of less than a thousand dollars Defunding the police, opening our borders, giving rights to illegal aliens, and so on is irresponsible. You must reconsider. There is a vast difference between being foolish and being cunning. The act of defunding the police is silly if you are thinking of maintaining law and order, but that isn't the intent of the left. Do not consider the act. Consider the cunning of the consequences. What do all of the following have in common, which individually appear ridiculous? Thirty trillion dollar debt. Opening our borders to everyone, paying people to break the law, encouraging looting, rioting, burning, and terrorism, encouraging theft, defunding the police, calling the police criminals and criminals victims, encouraging division, racism, hatred, and class distinction, trampling on the Bill of Rights, ignoring the Constitution. Not holding members of Congress to the laws of the land, slanting news, protecting obvious criminality in high places, using government powers to punish those who disagree with their policies, attacking all conservatives, calling them traitors to liberty, attacking Christianity, runaway inflation. Closing oil pipelines and making us dependent upon enemy nations for fuel, slandering anyone who disagrees with the policies of the left, 
slandering nominees of the Supreme Court who disagree with liberal policies, spying on a sitting president, trying to impeach a sitting president on evidence that was knowingly false, ignoring the debt, granting entitlements to those who don't earn them, offering free health care, free food, free tuition, and bribing people to cross our borders illegally, destroying self-reliance, creating government dependence, defunding our military, opening the voting process to flagrant fraud. One must stop somewhere, though the list continues. What they have in common is the destruction of our democratic republic. The consequence of each of those policies promoted by the left is the destruction of our liberty and will bring about the fall of our government. It makes us vulnerable to other nations, endangers our sovereignty, and destroys law and order. It creates chaos. The coming of the left is to destroy the old world order and replace it with a new world order that is far left of our democratic republic. It happens when man-made laws become corrupt. Our nation prospered for over 200 years because our forefathers built our democratic republic on the idea of self-evident truths, on the principle that we were all created equal by God, and that God, not government, gave us life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. For over 200 years, our laws reflected the laws of God. They were in harmony with both temporal and spiritual laws. Our laws were based on the Ten Commandments, which James calls the law of liberty. Man-made laws reflect the form of government we desire. You don't recognize a government by its name, its wardrobe, or its vocabulary. The Colt 45 was called the Peacemaker. Under former presidents, we had a Department of War. Now we have a Department of Defense. Obamacare, which costs trillions of dollars, is called Affordable Health Care. The royal robes of euphemism have been used to hide the most hideous of crimes. Hitler called the extermination of six million Jews the final solution. You recognize the government by its balance of power and the consequences of its laws. The two extremes are a democratic republic, which is on the far right, and totalitarianism, which is on the far left. A democratic republic is a government governed by the voice of the people and held together by a strong constitution. A totalitarian state is held together by a tyrant who is above the law. At this moment, Russia, under Putin, is invading Ukraine, bombing cities and murdering innocent people. We are moving toward the left, which reflects the following forms of government. Oligarchy, ruled by the elite. Monarchy, ruled by king or queen. Theocracy, ruled by a single religion. Autocracy, ruled by one. Totalitarianism, the strongest form of an autocracy ruled by a tyrant or military power or a one-world government. When man-made laws are not based upon self-evident, absolute moral truths, then it will become an oligarchy, a monarchy, a theocracy, an autocracy, or a full totalitarian state. Examples are socialism, Marxism, communism, Nazism, and other forms too long to list. Presently, we're heading toward a theocracy ruled by the left through political correctness. Political correctness is a state religion, for it reflects the morals whose gods are humanism or environmentalism or socialism, etc. The New World Order is a theocracy ruled by the sliding morals of the dominant religion worshipped by the liberal left. A theocracy without absolute truth will eventually become a totalitarian state. It will run the course of socialism, Marxism, and communism, though it will be given a different name. 
as much as possible, it will keep the language of a republic, but it will have all the attributes of totalitarianism. Our forefathers understood a very important principle. In his first inaugural address, George Washington said, I dwell on this prospect with every satisfaction which an ardent love for my country can inspire, since there is no truth more thoroughly established than that there exist in the economy and course of nature an indissoluble union between virtue and happiness, between duty and advantage, between the genuine maxims of an honest and magnanimous policy and the solid rewards of public prosperity and felicity. Since we ought to be no less persuaded that the propitious smiles of heaven can never be expected on a nation that disregards the eternal rules of order and right, which heaven itself has ordained, and since the preservation of the sacred fire of liberty and the destiny of the republican model of government are justly considered as deeply, perhaps as finely staked, on the experiment entrusted to the hands of the American people. The moment government rather than God determines morality, that is the beginning of the end of free will, freedom, agency, and liberty. All laws of God, whether temporal or spiritual, are absolute. They can be obeyed but not altered. Any attempt to alter temporal and spiritual laws will end in disaster and a loss of freedom. No democracy can survive that does not understand that principle. As stated in the last podcast, our democratic republic is based on self-evident truths. Self-evident truths are absolute truths of God and cannot be altered. Liberty is the ability of a democracy to balance temporal laws spiritual laws, and man-made laws. Temporal reasoning is the ability to logically apply the laws of a melting world that may increase our technology, raise our standard of living, and expand our freedom. Spiritual reasoning is the ability to choose between good and evil, that we may expand our agency, gain knowledge, and wisdom, and be free from the wiles of the devil. Knowledge lies in truth. Wisdom lies in the spirit of truth. Only in the spirit is there free will, truth, light, life, and intelligence. Democracy without a good constitution is freedom without order. Democracy without God is freedom without liberty. And democracy without a moral majority is freedom without hope. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.